Hi, everyone. Welcome to a, another episode of Pi Before Dinner. My name is Dr. Lou, your mathematics guru, math whisperer. Thank you for coming to another episode. You know, I'm really excited about this episode because I have some phenomenal women just waiting in the background in our waiting room, waiting to come on to the show tonight. We're going to be talking about um, raising raising black girls, raising um, black girl math magic. I'm excited about this because when I think about, you know, I started this list the other day of all of the influences I had in mathematics. And... I would say 95% of my mentors in mathematics to this space have been women, have been, not even just women, have been particularly black women. And so in, in the spirit of Mother's Day coming up, but also what I'm seeing in just in the tribe around me, from my friends, from my, my sisters, my sister, um, the people around me, I see the things that they do to mold and shape mathematics. And I wanted to share that with you today and so I've invited some phenomenal women to come on board. We have one group coming in that's going to come in in just a few minutes in the waiting room. And then we have another group that will uh, join us perhaps in about a half hour to just take it up into a different space as well. So we're going to talk about um, Black Girl Math Magic and what that means not only as uh, doers and creators of mathematics, but also as leaders and practitioners. All right, so I'm going to invite my guests on. And I have uh, on the screen, guys, just wave and say hello. I have on the screen Rebecca Matthews, Terry Lynn Terrell, and Dianya Brazel. Um, I hope I said that right. Ladies, um, thank you for coming on board. I'm excited. You guys, you guys, the work you guys do excites, excites me, the energy, the passion. Um, can I ask you just briefly give the elevator pitch? Tell us about yourself in 10 seconds or less. <laughs> All right, um, I'm Rebecca Matthews Souza and um, I am here in Bermuda. We, um, I'm the president of the Bermuda Council of Teachers in Mathematics Ooh. and um, I hope we have some of our members watching right now. And um, during the day, I work at a, a private school in Bermuda as a teaching and learning coordinator as a math teacher as well. And um, my spare time, I have a wonderful family. I have two girls um, and a stepson who um, are five years old, almost six, will be six next week. And don't forget that Uncle Lou. And <laughs> an 11 year old and 15 year old. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Dianya, what about you? Hi, my name is Diana Brazell. I am a high school math teacher. Um, I have been for 16 years. I'm currently at Tacoma Academy in Tacoma Park, Maryland. Um, it's a small seven-day Adventist um, high school. Um, and I also, yes, I love it. And um, I also am a wife and a mom to a first grader. Um, she is seven years old, her name is Peyton, and a kindergartner, his name is Cole, and he is five. Well, your wife, to, your wife to a husband. I'm wife to a husband. His name is Nick. We love Nick. Because okay. <laughs> I didn't know if the first graders were getting married. I'd be, I was like, wow. That's... <laughs> All right. And Terry, last but not least, Terry. Hi, everyone. I'm Terry Lynn Terrell. Um, my background is in special education. I have a doctorate degree. and But I've mostly been working on educational public policy for the last 20 years. But I'm here in a role as a mom to a five-year-old who's very interested in math. 
So let's just jump right in and let me ask you, during this particular time, what's, what's a day, what's a day typically look like as you're educating or ensuring that your young people are educated, particularly in and around math and, and maybe STEM? Hmm. So I'll jump back. Rebecca, did you did you want yeah, to? <laughs> okay, so um, my son who's in kindergarten, he the goal for my son has been to um, just make sure he's on on reading level. He stays on and above reading level and stays on and above math level. So all those other pieces we are not really focusing on. But he's such a math whiz. The work that the teacher gives him for the beginning of the week, he finishes it in that first hour. He's done it for the week, and now he wants more. For my daughter. Um, I've had to, the day is crazy because there's two of them in two different grades, as well as I am teaching online courses every day. So I meet face to face with my students every single day. Mind you, I do teach six classes. So we do three Monday, Tuesday, Monday and Wednesday, and then three Tuesday, Thursday. So um, my schedule is set. My children also have to meet with their teachers and their schedule is set. And sometimes those times overlap. And so what has really helped me is I have an awesome support system through my husband and my mom also lives with us. So, and so for my daughter, first grade is intense. Like I, kindergarten, not so intense, but first grade is intense. And so I really have to pace her um, because she'll get overwhelmed. Um, she's like, this is just too much. And I'm just like, girl, you don't have to do it all right now. That's why mommy puts it in these little folders. So you don't even have to look at it all at the same time. You just look at what's Monday's folder. So this is the math that I have to do. This is the the English and the reading and these are the books. So that's what a, a day typically looks like. And so I'm usually done with my classes by one o'clock. And so I check back in with my kids, you know, they're young. So instructional time really doesn't last more than two hours for them. But I make sure that when I'm done with my day, whatever Grammy has done or daddy has done with them, that I go and I sit with them and I go over to make sure that everything is correct or that they made sure they showed their work and they gave an extra because I'm a math teacher, I expect a little bit more from my kids. So making sure they know how to do it more than one way or show mommy how you did this, show me a manipulative or, and so I just make sure that their work is correct or that they understand it and they can do it. I check for understanding and not just rote memorization. I know how to do it, but I understand how it do. I understand how it works. So that's a typical day. You've said so much about your typical day that I could open that up for an entire show. <laughs> Math whiz, you talked about the tape measure. You talked about so many things. I, listen, I, that's powerful. That's that's And that's exactly why you're perfect to be on the show today. Uh, who wants to go next? Terry, you go. Sure, so um, my daughter doesn't have any formal work. They weren't really doing formal work. They were concentrating mostly on play. It was a, um, a play-based pre-K class that she was in and they were going to start focusing on curriculum around this time, like March, April. So um, I've been just using workbooks, using manipulatives. I have tons of stuff at home, but what I've learned through um, my daughter is that she is not interested in your style and your way of learning. She's very forceful about what she wants to learn, when she wants to learn it, and why she wants to learn it. Mm -hmm. So I, I have found that like I had to get rid of all the notions of what she should know by this age and what she should do and just follow her path. So we do a lot of, uh, you know, research, give her a clipboard, give her some questions and she'll go around the house or we'll do stuff outside. And what I found is that her, her style of learning is pretty much similar to like when she was a toddler, like going outside in nature, 
uh, categorizing leaves or figuring out, you know, weight of things or volume. And so she, she has this like extensive vocabulary. She loves to learn about different things, but it's, it's pretty much outdoors and hands-on. So I am working at the same time. So it might be a little bit in the morning, lunchtime, you know, after, after work. We have to, no no one day looks like the next day. It just depends on what my work schedule is. Um, and also depends on, you know, just her, her mental health for the day, right? Like some days she wants to be with her friends. She doesn't want to be at home. She doesn't want to be stuck in the house. And so it's just, okay, is she eating? And is she happy? And is she healthy? So it just, it really just depends on, um, you know, her mood for the day, my work schedule, um, but I just, I'm just following her lead at the moment and trying to get rid of the notion of what she should know. Wow. Why do you have to say that last sentence? That's. <laughs> oh, that's for me. That thing, that's real, you know. I started some serious trouble. <laughs> I was okay until you said that last sentence. You just kind of. Um, and so they, they do. Um, yeah, they do like two Zoom lessons a week. But it's 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 it just doesn't match her style. It takes them forty minutes to do asking. one thing. So that's what I was asking. The formal program that you, mm -hmm. you say Zoom. What's that? What's the name of that? So her her teachers ha hold a class twice uh, a week, Tuesdays okay. and Thursdays, uh -huh. and you know everyone does a meet and greet for like five minutes. It's mm -hmm. it's very loud. You know, it's it's four and five year olds. And then you know they might have like they'll say bring ten rocks to the class. Yeah. And they'll say, put two and eight together. What's that? And it might take them 30 minutes to work through that. Well, for her, she's just like, this is boring. So yeah, yeah. Um, you, you've contacted me around and that's that explains now some of your messages to me. Yeah. Where your daughter is. is boring. In fact, I've seen some of your work and I've seen some of the work that I'm sorry that you that they've given her. And I can see why it. It, it, it starts out big and then it really pushes it real narrow, some of the work. So that's that's another kind of parent role, pushing against the work. Rebecca, um, you're next. What about you? What, um, what's typically like you? Yeah, so a typical day, um, a five-year-old would be in, I guess, kindergarten. Here we call it primary one or P1. Um, and my older daughter is in P6, which is the equivalent of grade five. Mm -hmm. um, so each week they have um, choice boards, which they get to work through. Um, they have like a core um, choice board, which is based on their language, math, science and social studies. And then they have um, a music choice board, an art choice board, a wellness choice board. So they have all these different choice boards that they're working through. Um, I sometimes get them on the Sunday, which is nice because then I can, you know, try and organize the week and kind of set ahead what we're going to do. Um, I am teaching as well. So my schedule is set. So I have to be online. I have to be responding to my students. I'm marking work online, which is different from what we were doing before. And um, so my schedule kind of has to fit with theirs. So the first thing when we kind of went into this remote learning was we had to really develop a, a different schedule so my husband's also an educator and um it just originally it just wasn't working for us in terms of the timing that they had set out for us to to follow we didn't have to follow it um i've reorganized their timetable that fits a little bit better with our timetable it does become a, an issue when my husband has a meeting i'm in a class and the two girls who share an ipad 
um, both have a Zoom lesson at the same time. So the teachers have been really great um, in terms of, you know, offering two Zoom lessons a day, like come to whichever one is a better time for you so that they don't overlap. But it does happen where sometimes they are overlapping. Um, we use Class Dojo or the, the um, classes use Class Dojo. So they get their choice board, they get to choose, you know, four out of the eight activities to do for the week. Um, and then they submit their work in Class do Dojo. I, I personally find that part hard because um, one, I don't have a lot of space on my phone to be taking pictures of all these things and videos and trying to upload all these different things. Plus, I'm trying to do that same thing for my students at school. So it's really trying to find that balance between keeping up to date with my kids at school as well as trying to keep up to date with everything that's going on with um, my kids at home and making sure that they're getting what they need, making sure, as you said, about making sure that they're being pushed, making sure that they're not getting stressed out about their work. Um, we did have like kind of an 8.30 to 3.30 with breaks and lunch and all that recess time. We even had a bell going, you know, okay, it's recess, go out, play in the yard. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they like the they like the bell. Tati still has an alarm that goes off on her phone every time it's a break. She <laughs> loves it. Um, <laughs> but um, it was I found it a little bit too much for for Tay, who's the five year old, um, to be going all day. Even though part of the day was playing games and doing puzzles, it just wasn't fitting with my husband and I's schedule. So um, their schedule is now changed to an eight thirty to one o'clock mm -hmm. um, when they still have some breaks. Um, you know, they do yeah. have kind of set things that they have to do during the day. Um, and obviously when it gets to that math block, I try and be available during that time, during their science block. Um, my husband is a scientist, so he, you know, he takes care of the science, that science block. Um, and then there are some resources like Dreambox that they use at the school, um, Epic Reading, things like that, that, you know, kind of help where they can you know, be more independent. Um, and I've really enjoyed the choice choice board activities that they've given. They are quite open um, for the most part, especially in the, the kindergarten um, year level, they are quite open as to what you can do with it and what you can do. Um, so yeah, there's, it, it has been a lot trying to balance everything, you know, from being a teacher, um, at home and trying to do it with school as well as taking, I have some administrative role that I do at school as well. So just kind of trying to balance all that is, is, has been tricky. It hasn't been easy. Do you, guys, do you guys understand though? Like that's what you have similar uh, tracks in your story. The, the amount of things that you guys balance to try to ensure that your uh, daughters, your children are getting high quality instruction. It's just amazing to me. You're going over the list. I'm like, when is this going to stop? It's more and more. <laughs> it doesn't. Um, yeah. And that's every day, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you say, Rebecca, you said that the school was helping. The Anya, tell me about your school. What do you, is this work, is the work that your children are doing mostly being led by the work being sent to them from your school? And what do you feel about what's being sent to them by the <laughs> I'm going to be honest, um, the work that we're doing is sent by the school and the teachers are so, they are working hard, like, and not just from an educator's perspective, from a parent's perspective, my son's teach, they're on twice a week. So the Monday at 8 a.m. is the kindergarten, no, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 a.m. is the kindergarten class from eight to nine. And then they have to log off so my first grader can get on because hers is from nine to 10. And I'm telling you that 
they're teaching diagraphs, they're teaching the math lesson, they're, they're reading to them, they're having worship, like all these things, they're really pouring into them. And then because um, some of the printing was difficult at the beginning of this um, sh shutdown, um, the teacher allowed for us to come pick up all of their materials. So she, we pulled up, it was like a drive-through, we popped the trunk, she popped it in the trunk, closed the trunk, and we sped off. So yeah. all, <laughs> all of the kids, all their things from their cubbies, all their math workbooks, they use Eureka Math. And so Eureka has um, a lot of the, what are they called? Um, modules. This, well, it's the modules, but they're like, you can just rip them out. They're, you can uh, throw them away, that kind of thing. Okay. She sent everybody home with their own workbook. So now all I have to do, my daughter does the lesson that co corresponds with what she's doing online. Mm -hmm. And then when she's done, I take a picture of it, a picture of it, and I upload it to her portfolio on Blooms, and then the teacher can grade it and then upload it to the online grading book. And so they're really not missing a beat. Like it's difficult because they're not getting the, you know, first is kindergarten and first grade is really like my teacher is my second mother, and so they really miss their teacher. Like yesterday, they sent them videos because you know it's Teacher Appreciation Week, so they sent them videos and they sent them an electronic gift card to Target. And so they made sure, and the, the teachers called and like, we're crying. Like we, we're trying so hard. We didn't think that, you know, our efforts are going noticed, but I'm like, no, y'all are working hard. Like the teachers are really working hard um, to make sure that the kids are on level. Epic books, I'm like, somebody mentioned Epic books. I love Epic reading um, because the teacher can assign a book. The kids are reading at their level. She can even assess them. So they're doing a recording of themselves reading. So to know whether or not they can move to the next reading level. My son does kids A to, a to Z reading, so it's a different um, system, but it's the same thing. They can, she can assign a book. My daughter can even write like a, um, like a book report and then send in the book report doing comic strips and then, you know, her interpretation of the, of the reading. Like, I, I honestly believe that the teachers at my kid's school are doing everything in their power to make sure that the kids are not missing a beat in any of the areas. Let's move, let's move to this point. So, you know, not everybody has felt that way that, you know, it's so powerful, so good to hear that you have this synergy with teachers, right? And you talk so highly about your teachers being that second mother and that you can work together like that. Um, what do you say to parents, Rebecca, what would you say to parents who, who don't necessarily feel that way or have those kinds of relationships with what's happening at the school um, around the quality of work or the quality of the in ex instructional experience? Um, well, one of the things my mom said to me today and tonight, she's like, you know, it's great that, you know, your kids have you um, there because you are an educator and you, you can assist them. But what about those parents who are working from home full time who may not have that math education or, you know, may not have that teacher education to support their their kids at home and maybe don't understand what it is like, um, you know, to try and teach teach the mm -hmm. kids and, and what kind of methods and things are, are most appropriate. Um, I haven't heard of any parents <laughs> that have said or have complained about um, the amount of effort that our teachers here in Bermuda have been putting in in terms of in terms of the effort. Um, I think that a lot of parents have really had a lot of empathy for teachers and what they go through on a day-to-day -day basis, having mm -hmm. to be there and be at home with their with their children 24/7 and having to try and break things down and and understand what their what their kids are going going through. Um, I, I don't know that that question 
I don't know of anybody right now, and I feel the same way as as you do about your, you know your teachers in your school. And um, I have relationships with a lot of teachers across the island who I know are really just doing everything in their power to make sure that you know their child um, in their class doesn't have somebody at home who can walk them through step by step. They are offering out the you know these Zoom sessions and making sure that packets are sent home, um, delivered to their door, to their mailbox or whatever. You know, I really feel that teachers are doing everything in their power to make sure that our kids are not left behind in any way um, because of the the pandemic. I, I do feel that way. So let me let me and so let me let me push even that even further. I, what I hear from your story, Terry, is a lot of things. So Terry's different from both you and Rebecca. Um, Bianca, you're this aspiring, growing mathematics, mathematics instructional coach, right, and master mathematics teacher. Rebecca, you're a mathematics leader, established. Um, I'm pushing that movement. I should say where you are. Rebecca, you're in Bermuda. Dianya, just tell the audience where you are. I'm in Maryland. Maryland and uh, what part of Maryland, Dianya? Um, I'm in, I'm, I'm a between like Baltimore and DC. I'm like halfway between. It's like a small city that no one even knows. <laughs> Terry, you, you're, you're I'm in Baltimore. Terry's in Baltimore, but Terry yeah. is Terry. Bermudian. I'm from Bermuda. It's my Bermuda sign. I want to shift this question, push on this question and go to Terry. Um, so Terry, when I talk to you, you're always creating stuff. Mm-hmm. I see you, I see you thinking about content. I can I, I get that with Dianya and Rebecca, but you are not necessarily professionally trained around math. How do you find that? You know, what do you think about that space? You as the math maker. Um, it's it's challenging. So I talk to experts like yourself. I talk to other parents to see what their kids are working on. Um, we share a lot of information. So I, I have friends from Bermuda, South Africa, what have you. And we just share information on WhatsApp. So um, one of the things I try to do is create content around like a topic that she's interested in. So she wanted to know about bees. Um, so we're doing insects and we've been doing it for like six weeks. So I didn't feel like moving to another topic. So like, you know, the math, the reading, it's all like related to these insects. Cause that's what, that's where her interest is. And so, you know, folks who were buying content around insects, they shared it with me. And then when I, when I purchased things, I shared it with them. So, just, just by you know sharing what we were working on, we were able to kind of create some just different sites online. Some was free, and then some you had to pay for. I can I can um, find some links. That's, that's but yeah, that's big enough itself. You know this. So we have parents out there who are, for example, we have parents out there who believe in free education who are in public school, but like you have to now they're paying for stuff. Right. Well, we, I mean, she was in a, a very expensive pre-K, supposed to be the top pre-K for uh-huh. play. So she was there for a social experience yeah, and yeah. not, you know, because we wanted her to have as much play before kindergarten. But, you know, during this sort of situation, it's horrible. There is no content. Come, You know, I, I hear of other people in pre-K who have packets, they have materials, and I'm just like, ah. So we had to figure it out. And well, I mean, no secretary. I think 
a secret is I think you're doing it right. I think mm-hmm. you're, I'm, I'm really excited about the way you're doing it. And, and why I say that as soon as you started out your story earlier with play, I knew you want to write track. We, one of the big mistakes we make is that we force pre-K kids, sorry, kids in kindergarten, primary one, for example, then we force them into this formal structure. As soon as we do that, that's when we see the gaps. We don't see the gaps when they start school. We see the gaps as soon as we try to make them like us. We start testing them and and giving them these spelling words. We make it so formalized and it, it dumbs it down for them it doesn't necessarily draw from a natural place of learning. Mm-hmm. And that's when we start to see all the gaps. Yeah. Well, I have to say that's a daily battle that I, I navigate, right? Like I start yeah. with the whole formal, when I was five, I knew I was doing this. That was like uh, 40 years ago. Hello, baby, it's different now. Yeah. And so I just have to like ease off. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good learning process, but it's, yeah, I think when you said that, you know, you're, you're trying to keep a child happy, I think that's been um, a big part of of this. Like my older daughter, she will, you, you give her work and she'll get it, you know, she'll get it done. She's very driven. Whereas the younger daughter, she, oh. she, <laughs> she um, you know, she has certain things that she wants to do. And she's very much, do I have to go to school today? Do we have to do school today? You know, like those kind of questions. But what I've found, and I, you know, this is not, wasn't my idea. My, this was totally my husband, but he um, and the children started growing seeds because obviously in the pandemic and all, being here in Bermuda, we rely a lot on um, our food coming in from other places. And so there has been a big push towards, you know, growing your own gardens and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So my husband started growing some seeds um, with them and then turn that into a whole project on yeah. germination. And, and then there were so many math, um, you know, applications of that, like, Oh, look at, look at the seeds, how much have they grown? Um, how tall do we think they're going to become? And, Oh, look, there's another leaf. And how many more leaves do we have than we had yesterday? And look at how much they're growing. What, what rate are they growing from one day to the next? And the, um, the unit of study that they are doing in their, kindergarten class right now is on materials and take could care less right now about materials um, but <laughs> you know during her science lesson it has been so important I think to watch these seeds grow mm-hmm. um, we've had you know they've been doing observations with them um, Tim today went and um, ordered soil so we can start making some big planters and just those experiences I think are so much more valuable than the curriculum and following that curriculum mm-hmm. guide and I think that having this opportunity right now um being at home and being able to homeschool the kids is really giving us an opportunity to allow them to do things that they really enjoy and they really like to do um mm-hmm. and that is that is one of the things that they that they have been doing although they get you know their choice boards as i said um we're kind of feeling that out if they're not quite feeling like doing one of the choice board activities then we don't we we look yeah. at some of the other things that they're more interested in, especially for Talea, who is the younger one, who we're just trying to keep motivated in wanting to learn more and do yeah. more. Um, and so I think the plant, the plant project has been absolutely phenomenal from so many different um, different areas. And even speaking about STEM, like now they have to construct and engineer a way to make these pea plants grow tall and they've been doing research on it Mm. Uh, again they've taken this to a whole another level and it's not part of their i mean it is part of their syllabus i think maybe in in um grade one but 
it, it's an experience that is meaningful and it's necessary for right now for what we need to um, what we need to do for for ourselves to sustain our own food chains and so it's just been amazing experience for the girls to, to have that yeah you know I, I wanna so I'm just gonna close out this particular space I, I just feel like there's this part two that's needed because we haven't touched uh, different aspects of enough of your work from, from my life. joining another episode of Pie Before Dinner with Dr. Lou. If you want to learn more about what we were talking about today, please go to my website, loumatthews.live forward slash pie before dinner, and you can simply listen to it right from the website. Mm-hmm.